0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Avanti Women podcast, where we empower, connect, and build women to move forward, feel confident, and thrive in healthcare, finance, entrepreneurship, and philanthropy. Today, I'm excited to have the wonderful Dr. Maryam Sadiq Tonicaboni, founder and CEO of Health Watchers 360, back with us to share the first of the five secrets to the fountain of youth, and of staying young. Welcome, Dr. Sadiq. It's an honor to have you back. Um, you know, a little over a month ago, we had you on and you spoke about and you gave a comprehensive talk about women and anti-aging medicine. And you specifically focused on women in their peri and post-menopausal years. I'm very excited to have you back and super, super curious to hear and learn more about this first secret, which is...
1: Fasting. fasting. Yay. Yes. Hi, Nayri, pleasure to be here again with you and your wonderful audience. I'm excited for this session also, is a lot of, you know, um, hacks and uh, points that I wanna share with you and your audience. Then last time, uh, you know, we talked about um, Um, major hormonal changes happen during the menopause, which will affect our body and metabolism. And those hormones are progesterone, testosterone, and uh, estrogen, their main hormones. And um, I mentioned and referred about uh, women's premenopausal and menopausal putting their age range of between 40 to 55 that's the time we see all these changes in our body and we become very aware of that. Then this is a tough time. The range 40 to 55 is a rough time because we don't know when we get our cycle. One day, you know, we have to start mapping our cycle because uh, sometimes they're coming or they're going. And this is important. We track them and find out what's happening to our hormones. Then basically uh, women at around age 40s, uh, all the hormones are, you know, used to produce by the ovaries, but when we get to premenopausal age, then uh, gradually, slowly um, the ovaries um, you know, winding down and they're not producing these uh, wonderful hormones for our body. Then, and they start you know, handing over to the other organ, that are uh, taking care of all these wonderful hormones, which is our adrenal, you know, gland hormone.
0: Pause. I, uh, I remember you kind of touched base upon this last time when you spoke, the adrenal glands.
1: Yes. Then this is very important. We learn about, uh, you know, adrenal gland because when we talk about adrenal, everybody just remembering that uh, cortisol and a stress hormone and uh, that's what I'm emphasizing. When you're in your thirties, when you have a stress, when you are having challenge, uh, you still have your backup, your ovaries, that they can make your your hormone, your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, and your adrenal can take care of your stress level by producing those cortisol um, and also other hormones. But when you get to your forties and your fifties, and you know later on. There is no ovaries anymore and Mm -hmm. everything will fall on your adrenal gland. And that's very important that you start taking care of your body, your stress level and your lifestyle uh, if you care about those hormones. Mm -hmm. If not, then you just gradually start, you know, uh, feeling uh, hot flashes feeling fatigue, and also poor sleep changes in your body uh, as early as your 40s, and you don't know what's happening to your body. And the reason is you don't have the good hormone that used to be produced by your ovaries. Now everything on your adrenal and you're stressed out. And uh, then, you know, everything gradually start falling apart. Then, wow. uh, then we're going to talk about how we can just naturally. Um, helping our body to go through the process of healing and producing these good, good hormones uh, without you know starting extra hormone like a bioidentical hormone or other type of supplement um, but just doing naturally. It's one of the main uh, ways of doing this is doing fasting. And uh, fasting is a science. And there are so many researches has been done uh, for, you know, fasting, different type of fasting. And it really, you know, shows it can be prescribed as a safe medical intervention, as well as a lifestyle regimen, which can improve women's health in many folds. And when I'm talking in many folds, it means it can help you for uh, reproduction, of, you know, and reproductive system. It can improve your mental health. It can prevent you for from certain, you know, cancers, specifically breast cancer. Wow. And it can reduce the occurrence of the breast cancer. This study has been done and we've been recommending for a patient with the background of the breast cancer to do and implement these fasting, you know, as a lifestyle to just reduce the risk of reoccurrence of the cancer or musculoskeletal disease, uh, joint inflammation that, you know, it's a common problem in the middle age and elderly women, uh, it can really by long fasting like I'm talking about three to five days uh, water fasting. Oh Lord. It's not easy. And we're yeah. not encouraging everyone to start at that level, but ultimately when you're you train your body, you can get to that level. And at that time of three to five days long fasting, you really can reduce the inflammation in your body and decrease the you know pressure off of your joint, and it, it can be sustainable permanently your
0: body. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So basically, Dr. Sadiq, you're saying women, and I fall into that category between 40 and 55. And everyone's different, right?
1: Absolutely. Some people can be
0: fine until they're 50. So this is when the estrogen slowly starts to give up producing those hormones and adrenal glands take over. And one of the ways to really keep ourselves sane in every way is the fasting methods that you are talking about.
1: Absolutely. That's fabulous. Absolutely. And we have so many different fasting to stimulate these wonderful hormones. Then I'm going to start talking about each type of fasting, what you can do, how long you should do fasting. And I just want to start talking about when I'm talking fasting, you need to consider your medical problems. If you're diabetic, if you have chronic diseases, you always want to talk with your primary doctor also to hold your hands during fasting and uh, having the knowledge, if you need to have the monitoring, your blood pressure, your sugar, I highly recommend for anyone to, you know, want to start fasting to have the glucometer, which is the blood sugar monitoring machine, very, you know, it's not really expensive, it's affordable, you can have it, you can monitor, and you need to listen to the signs that your body gives you as a, you know, alarm, Then it, it doesn't mean when I'm saying 17 hours, you have to go all the way 17 hours fasting, Mm -hmm. you listen to the body, if you say you're feeling dizzy, you're not able to do your daily activity, you feel very fatigued, uh, you cannot really talk well because of you feeling fatigued, then these are the signs that you need to break your fasting. Then this Mm. is important you stay healthy when you're doing fasting for the better purpose. All right, then let's start with our first fasting, which is uh, the fasting to improve your metabolic syndrome and also insulin resistance. Always remember when we talk about insulin resistance, remember about your estrogen. Mm-hmm. because your estrogen is the hormone sending the pulse to your pancreas to producing your insulin then when you are around your menopause and or premenopause and you have a low estrogen level then the, there is no signal going to your pancreas to producing your insulin and low insulin means insulin cannot escort the glucose into your cells and you will end up to, with a too much blood sugar in your you know, blood and that by itself causing inflammation and also uh, you know, causing more insulin resistance, causing uh, congestion in your liver because there is no metabolism of the blood sugar uh, in your body. Then basically uh, when we have too much sugar in your bloodstream, and your body cannot doing this regular metabolism, and causing more insulin resistance is like a vicious cycles happening to your body. It puts you at risk of uh, cardiovascular disease. It's increasing the fat around the abdomen. That's mm-hmm. the fact that everybody talking about. What's happening to me is just suddenly, you know, I'm getting to menopause. I cannot burn this fat. Yes, because we don't have those good hormones. Mm-hmm. and then uh, elevated blood pressure and so on. Then what you can do to break in this cycle and producing your estrogen and bring this insulin resistance in naturally to your body, you can start doing 15 hours fasting. This is recommended, uh, you know, you do during the 15 hours, you do water fast. If you're really dependent on, on caffeine, and sometimes I see patients having a hard time to be, you know, uh, off of caffeine, it's just you see a lot of withdrawal symptoms. You can just have just a straight black coffee, a small cup, you can have it, or just green tea. Uh, I recommend don't drink any of those, but if you have to, that's okay because you want to function, you don't want to suffer. Then during those 15 hours start, you know, your body starts repair inside your cells, decreasing your inflammation, increasing the growth factor by doing fasting and the growth factors decrease the insulin resistance in your body naturally automatically. And the other effect of, you know, these 15 hours fasting, is on your liver. The liver does not receive any carb and sugar during the fasting time then what it happens it's still your body needs the metabolism and just you know needs the fuel then liver start you know fat burning this is the time this is the uh, valuable metabolism fat burning it means reducing all those risk factor that we talk about it losing weight and just the happiest person ever <laughs> we can be
0: this is very interesting so dr Sadiq, when you're doing 15 hour fasting, are you doing that just once a week? No,
1: we have to, you know, have these 15 hours is an intermittent fasting throughout the week. Then okay. this is one purpose. This is just for insulin resistance, you can do every day 15 hours fasting, and you can have one day a week, just a fist and you can just enjoy your life and just eat whatever you want it. But these intermittent fasting is ongoing throughout the week, then seven o'clock, you finish eight o'clock at nighttime, you finish your dinner, 15 hours, you don't eat anything, drink water, and then you break your fast, and you can eat, you know, certain amount of carb, which will be 20 grams of carb. 50 gram of protein and 60% of good fat. And when I'm talking about a good fat, it means olive oil, grape seeds oil, avocado oil, sesame oil, pumpkin oil, flaxseed uh, oil, you can just introduce into your diet and you'll see the benefit of each of these oils that it can produce certain hormones in your body.
0: I see. So now I understand. So basically, this part, you're talking about women, as we're aging between 40 and 55, our estrogen is going down, right? Because ovaries are not producing it, and it's the estrogen that tells the pancreas to produce insulin. Not so producing, yeah, insulin, naturally it, it release yeah. Yeah, in, insulin, so in order to help this process, since we're uh, pressuring the adrenal glands, one of the ways to do it is this intermittent fasting. You fast every day, right? But you make sure that when you start to eat and when you stop, you have 15 hours that you're not going to eat anything. So I start eating at 11 and then I have to stop by 7 p.m. So that. So that, yeah, the following day at 11 again and have sensible. Very good. Awesome. Exactly. This is,
1: you know, the duration of fasting is determined to what type of hormonal changes will happen to your body. Longer fasting has a different effect, which I'm going over one by one. That was the first fasting for reducing the insulin resistance. The second fasting is for adrenal fatigue and cortisol level to managing, and um, your cortisol level it just makes it you know in the lower level. And these type of fasting is completely depend on what type of lifestyle you have. If you're the person, if you're the woman having the rushing woman syndrome which is always on, you know, on the you know, rush and <laughs> uh, your stress level is here and you cannot really manage your stress and this is your lifestyle, chronic stress, you will have different type of fasting. Mm-hmm. But if you have just, you know, acute, you know, stress that this is normal for all of us, which is healthy, actually, we call this healthy stress because it can stimulate certain neurons in your brain, um, we need a little bit of stress and causing motivation and good hormones, um, you will have different type of uh, also fasting, which I'll go over with you. Then basically um, patients uh, with um, high level of stress, constant stress, I don't recommend long fasting for them. Why? Because the long fasting also by itself can increase your cortisol level then we don't want adding up more cortisol to your body we need to just you know um give a little bit you know rest your adrenal gland that be able to produce all those good hormones that ovaries used to make it for us Mm -hmm. then shorter you know um fasting which is 13 to 15 hours fasting is recommended for overly stressed out you know women you do five days of intermittent short fasting you can have one day of 17 hours fasting and adding one day of also uh 24 hours, of 24 hours if your body take it if no just do uh five days of intermittent seven and one day of 17 hours and one day of no fasting which is your fifth day then that's for overly stressed people. But if you, have been, if you have the lifestyle that you can manage and it's not a chronic uh, stress life, you can do actually longer fasting, which usually I recommend uh, water fast for three days. We can do 16 to 24 hours. You get to this point gradually. You don't jump to start these long fasting. You need to train your body. And 16 to 24 hours fasting for three days. And, you, and the rest, you can do any type of short fasting for the rest of the week. And you still can have one day of feast. Then that's the, you know, um, formula that you can make it for your life. And it's very doable. It's not expensive. There is no cost and you can, everyone can, you know, do this type of fasting. And while you do this type of fasting, when you break your fasting during the break, you have to have like a ketobiotic fasting, which is keep the carb as low as 50 gram, and your protein is still will be 50 gram. And you continue having your good fat to 60% of your diet after you break your fasting,
0: Ketobiotic?
1: ketobiotic it means your uh, carb is low, your fat is high. Got it. Then uh, you can just, you know, using the good fat as a source of your metabolism Mm -hmm. and you can lose more on your weight also and controlling the adrenal gland too. And certain, you know, vegetable you can introduce during these fasting fermented veggie, Mm -hmm. kimchi, sauerkraut. It's also, it's good for your adrenal, uh, you know, fatigue, and adrenal health too. The third fasting will be the fasting increasing your estrogen level. And again, when I'm talking about estrogen, you remember the insulin. When we talk about insulin, you remember your estrogen. Then we're going to have a good balance of the estrogen and not too high, not too low, because in both the spectrum causing insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Then you want to make sure you keep it in the level that your body likes and your body can function normally then um, we want to have we, i'm going to talk about uh, th- three different types of estrogen we have in our body one of them is the only good estrogen, and mm-hmm. we want to produce this good estrogen through our fasting and through the good you know healthy uh, diet and also um, healthy food, which I talk about. The other two estrogens, they're not healthy. They're bad estrogen. And one of them actually can cause uh, breast cancer. Then we wanna just try to help our body to metabolize those bad estrogen very quickly. Mm -hmm. And what we can do by doing fasting and helping the body metabolizing the bad estrogen to just keep our body safe and healthy. Then um, there are three different types of fasting we can do to imp- improve our estrogen level. First one is an intermittent short fasting, 13 to 15 hours, again, to decrease the insulin resistance. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Then you can do the 13 to 15 hours intermittent fasting. And the other fasting that it can improve the amount of your good estrogen is a gut health fasting. Mm-hmm. What is gut health fasting is a 20 hours water fast. And what it does, it's helping to producing the amount of your microbiome, which is a good bacteria in your gut and in in, test, in your intestine. And what it does, what microbiome will do in, a, in our body is breaking down um, the good estrogen to make it ready uh, for you know, for to absorption and metabolism then we need to help the gut in producing more microbiome preserving our you know good bacteria to be able to metabolize in the good estrogen and make it available to the cells and also they can make on their own a little bit of the estrogen for our body too is not just whatever we get in. They are able to bring the good estrogen to our body. Then 24 hours gut, you know, health fasting, it's gives the opportunity to our gut to rest, not to eat. And wow. that's the time the microbiome start you know, growing and make it make the estrogen available for us.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yes. And there is a third type of fasting uh, to helping our estrogen. We call the HBO access. Uh, fasting to keep the HBO access healthy. What is HBO? HBO stand, uh, for, uh, stands for hypothalamus, which is in our brain, pituitary gland, which is in our brain, and always our ovary. But if you are in menopause, it would be your adrenal gland. Then there is the access between your brain and your end organ which can be ovary or adrenal we need to keep access very healthy and mm-hmm. detoxing these access then they can send a message and pulse from your brain to your end organ to producing your good hormone mm-hmm. then how you can do it you have the 17 hours intermittent fasting during these 17 hours we decrease the inflammation on these access and also you know, bringing the toxin low on these axes and give the opportunity they can work properly and they can send the signals to your end organ. And these 17 hours also helps to producing the new, not the new neuron, the the message between neurons can be transmitted smoothly from brain to the end organ. Then we need it for our, you know, Ultimate uh, HPO access help. We need to do these 17 hours, which is ultimately helps your
0: estrogen goes high too. Your good, est- your good estrogen Your good estrogen. You're good estrogen. Very yes. good. And yes. so when you say the 17 hours, again, it's every day. It's a lifestyle that you are fasting every for 17. 17- day-
1: Absolutely. And one day, I always keep it for a feast. I do every day. And my Sunday is my Sunday, I enjoy my Sunday, I have a feast, I make whatever I like it and enjoy still everything healthy, everything organic, but I enjoy life the way I like it too. Then certain food and fruit also can help, uh, you know, improving your good estrogen brassica family, like a Brussels sprout, Brussels sprouts are very good. I highly recommend add it in your weekly uh, diet and having different leafy green. Mm -hmm. As much as you eat different type of leafy green, you improving your microbiome. They love to have a variety. You you don't wanna just eat one type of green every day. Then do the variety, artichoke, onion, garlic, uh, beet, and flaxseed oil. I cannot emphasize more about flaxseed oil. Get the good organic cold compressed flaxseed oil, two to three spoons of flaxseed oil every day. Straight to your mouth. That can help directly to improve your estrogen level.
0: That's it, I'm buying it today.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I I tell you which (laughs) one is good. After, after we finish, (laughs) we don't want to advertise a brand, but you know, make sure, do your research. It should be organic, cold, compressed, have it. And it cannot stay, you know, more than a month. You have to just finish it and just buy the new one because Mm -hmm. they're cold, compressed. The lifespan is not too long. Then, and also um, berries and oranges, always good. There is no question on those. Add into your diet. These are all for your um, fasting producing your estrogen level or increasing your estrogen level. Going to fourth type of fasting, which is for increasing your testosterone level. When you talk about testosterone, always, you know, women get a little bit, you know, um, you know, thinking about, do I need really testosterone? They questioning why testosterone? you need your testosterone, you need testosterone for, you know, your performance, your libido, and also your muscle. And, uh, and I will talk about what's the symptoms of, uh, you know, low testosterone, then you'll be aware of, yes, your body needs testosterone. As a woman, you know, your, if your body makes testosterone every 30 days, the pulse every 30 days, you get that. Mm -hmm. Men, they get it every two hours. And they have a different type of fasting to produce this testosterone compared to women. Mm -hmm. Then we'll talk about that, you know, shortly. But remember that also, when we talk about uh, testosterone, remember your stress level too. Because they're really the direct relationship between your testosterone and your cortisol and your insulin all together. Then, when you have, you know, again, a high stress level, your adrenal gland, there is a hormone specifically for producing testosterone and progesterone. We call DHEA, Dehydroepiandestrone. That hormone is the main hormone, main precursor for making testosterone and progesterone. Then, when you have a lot of, you know, stress in your, um, life, again, instead of your body producing DHEA and, and also going toward making testosterone, it goes to the, the other route, making cortisol for you. Mm-hmm. Then again, back to your adrenal health, it's important. If you have a lot of stress, then you don't have also enough testosterone for your body. Then What's the symptoms? Again, you see, you know, decrease the libido and also losing your muscle, you, you feel why I don't have the good muscle, good tone, Uh, whatever you do, you cannot achieve it because of low testosterone. As also, you feel yourself no motivation to do workout. You need the testosterone to have that motivation bring to your life also. And what so we its, can... it's
0: funny, Doctor Siddiq, because we always think testosterone is equal to men. Exactly. Right. That's the but question. no, it's very important. Def- definitely, it has such a you know significant impact in a woman's life.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the other studies shows that uh, the amount of testosterone has a, there is a correlation between losing weight and increasing the testosterone. Wow. Then. Fasting, that's the way that you can lose weight also, and you can improve the amount of testosterone. Then what you can do for improving the testosterone, for men, we recommend 17 and 20 to 24 hours fasting, but here we're talking about women health, then we talk about just the intermittent short fasting, which is a 13 to 15 hours fasting. Mm-hmm. And again, you can do it as a lifestyle every day, one day off. That can kind of stimulate your testosterone also. Then nice. we go to the last part of, you know, uh, type of fasting that can improve our progesterone level. And uh, a lot of questions, a lot of question from, you know, patients, a lot of uh, question when you search uh, fasting and progesterone, that say, should we do really do fasting for improving progesterone because there are limitations, there are, you know, question about certain, you know, age, certain, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not menopausal, and you're still getting your cycle, there is certain time during your cycle, you shouldn't do fasting. Hmm. During the ovulation, day 14 to 17, and that your body start producing your progesterone to do the ovulation. I don't recommend long fasting. And even if you're trying to working on your, you know, fertility, you want to just, you know, work, you know, become pregnant, uh, I don't recommend even you do fasting. And those days, I put in the days between day uh, 17 to 21st of your cycle, no fasting, if you really work on your fertility,
0: because it, it could have the counter effect.
1: Absolutely. That's why, you know, people and patients asking, you know, should we do it? And uh, you look at the patient's, you know, medical background, what what's their problem, if your body making a lot of fibroid, if you have intermittent, you know, bleeding between your cycles, mm-hmm. then it means your body is low, it's low in progesterone, then you need to do fasting. If this is different. And what type of fasting I recommend for inducing progesterone is a short fasting. You don't do long fasting at all to achieve good progesterone. And still, we talk about those limitations of uh, when you're working on your fertility, uh, you don't do any fasting. Mm -hmm. Then... um, What's the sign of low progesterone? What do you see usually when people talking about, you know, if i have really low progesterone without measuring it in in your blood just by sign and symptoms? Spotting, i mentioned spotting during between your cycles and unexplained anxiety. Oh, so One that's day you're of
0: good? Low progesterone. Wow.
1: Exactly. You're good and suddenly your mood is just going all over. You don't know mm. why you're anxious why you cannot sleep well, why you're losing your hair, why you have intermittent headaches, Mm. and infertility, and also I mentioned about the fibroids and endometriosis, then it means you're low in your progesterone and you need to do something for yourself. Then fasting, I mentioned that and there are other way of, you know, increasing your uh, progesterone naturally with a healing food, we call it healing food. There are, you know, beans and uh, also uh, squash and also uh, butternut squash, squash, pumpkin is, you know, it's you know full of, full of, you know, progesterone and also grass-fed meat. If you want to eat meat, I'm uh, not a big advocate, but I cannot say don't eat at all. But if you want to eat, make sure it should be grass-fed and organic. Then you can have that also, not specifically pumpkin seed. Pumpkin seeds. Oh, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are, you know, full of, you know, progesterone and also pumpkin seed oil hold mm-hmm. compress to increasing your progesterone you can two to three spoon of pumpkin seeds or you can have it throughout the day and also dark chocolate when we're talking about dark chocolate it's all about moderation not the full bar of the dark chocolate that's, that's talking piece. to
0: me nairi will have a full box of doctor-
1: i know when you give <laughs> this permission to patient next month they come back with yeah <laughs> Extra say, doctor, you told me I can have dark chocolate, but I didn't say the amount. But I'm saying right now, moderation. Everything is about moderation. Then the other good thing I really love about, you know, helping my progesterone. And in general, after I break my fast with any type of fast I do is a bone broth. Have you ever heard about that?
0: I've heard about that. Yes, bone broth. We used to have it as young kids back home. But not here. You
1: know, actually, they start making, you know, a lot of, you know, stores, if you go to Whole Food, all the organic stores. And recently, I've noticed Costco also brought the Mm bone broth organic, then I usually carry one. uh, You know, when I go to office, I carry one I put in the fridge, when I break my fasting, I drink two to three cups. After Uh I break my fasting, it has, you know, high amount of collagen and protein, mm-hmm. which can restore your body after you're breaking um, your fasting, because you don't want to introduce carb, which is, which gives you very quick satisfaction. But uh, we don't want to just, you know, uh, losing all those good, you know, properties that, you know, bring into our body by doing the long fasting, then Start drinking a cup of warm uh, uh, bone broth. You can make even you can uh, make it bone broth at home. Also, adding a lot of you know fresh ginger, adding garlic, other things. Uh, make it and put it in the freezer. Every day you just take it one with you, and when you're breaking your fast, start with a good amount of you know fat, collagen, protein. It awesome. keeps you very full. Then these are all about, you know, uh, five different type of fasting uh, that you can um, help your body go go through the healing process and also um, helping uh, producing these sex hormones uh, naturally without... you know, introducing any exogenous hormones through bioidentical and other supplement. I'm not against of those. Mm-hmm. If you get to the point that your body needs those, that's okay to adding them. But as much as you can achieve it naturally, I highly encourage everyone to do.
0: That's awesome, Doctor Sadiq. So you talked Absolutely. about five different types of fasting. Yeah, and actually. You know, intermittent fasting as as one of the secrets to, you know, keeping that fountain of youth. And you talked about fasting for insulin resistance, adrenal fatigue and cortisol and a few different types. And so, you know, our audience, obviously, this is it's a lot of information, valuable information to keep in mind. So if basically let's let's understand if someone came to visit you about their situation, you're going to do a blood panel. You're going to see what their specific situation is, and then you're going to guide them through one of these five fasting methods. Correct?
1: You can actually, not just choosing one, you can, uh, if you notice that they're having overlaps, Uh any type of fasting can, you know, induce, you know, certain hormone. But if you want to just have all which they are, all good for your body, you can mix and match these type of fasting.
0: So does your practice, do you do that in your practice with your with your patients, you can just you know, coordinate and design how they're supposed to do things, or at least guide them and help them to get started?
1: Yes, definitely. When I do the hormone panels, the first thing you want to just see what's your status, what's your Mm -hmm. body, the hormonal status, you know, based on your hormone based on your medical, you know, conditions and medical backgrounds, you can design different type of fasting Help patient to just okay, start this fasting And sometimes, you know, they call me in the middle of their fasting, they have a lot of questions, because this is new. And I always take them, you know, baby steps, Mm -hmm. you need to train your body, go through these fasting It's not something you're jumping on 17 hours fasting, and uh, we'll guide them, we'll help them. And I use also product in addition, sometimes when I started like a training Mm -hmm. of your body, uh, Prolon, it's from Dr. Longo is very famous uh, anti-aging physician as a part of USC faculty. Um, Dr. Longo designed uh, intermittent fasting package, which is really helping for reducing the inflammation in Mm -hmm. the body. This is a five days, very squeeze type of fasting. It comes with the product then patient that they don't have any clue of how they do fasting, they can start proline as a start kit.
0: As a jump start, that, very good.
1: Exactly, and uh, it has an amazing effect in your body and decrease, uh, it shows actually the proline, if you want to just uh, do a little bit of research on that, decrease the uh, risk factor for uh, certain cancer in your body. Mm -hmm. It's uh, amazing if uh, your body going through because we don't know when we're going through the cells uh, changes and mutation to go through become cancerogenic. When you do these type of fasting, you actually decrease uh, the amount of chance and risk factor uh, for certain cancers in your body. Then I highly recommend, uh, you know, Prolon also. It's using as a jumpstart too.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Sadiq. This Absolutely. was truly, it was truly a valuable and impactful talk. Um, ladies, remember, if you have questions, inquiries, you can reach out to us at www.theavantiwoman.com. Also, you can directly contact Dr. Sadiq via her website at www.healthwatchers360.com or call her office at eight one eight six, seven, one, one, nine, eight, nine. Um, Dr. Sadiq, again, thank you so much. And
1: Absolutely. Um, it was a pleasure to be with you. I always enjoy.
0: Same here. And, uh, thank you all for listening. Please stay tuned to learn about the second secret to the fountain of youth with Dr. Maryam Sadiq Kaboni And that's coming up in just a few weeks. And uh, remember to follow us on our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Avanti Woman. Until next time, take care of yourselves, be happy, and thrive.